Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. While you're standing, let's turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter number three. Ephesians, chapter number three. Amen. Verse 20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. You know, in Genesis chapter 17, uh, we, we first hear about Abraham, and his name's Abram when we first are introduced to him in Genesis 12. But in Genesis chapter 17, when Abram is 99 years old, God appeared to him and referred to himself as Almighty God. Amen. He told Abram that he was going to change his name to Abraham, which means a father of a multitude or a father of many nations. Now here's a 99-year-old man, amen, who has a wife that has never had a child and she's past childbearing age, and he just changed his name from Abram to, hey, I'm going to call you a father of a multitude now and a father of many nations. Very interesting. For you see, God, many times, uh, He speaks, uh, amen, about what's going to happen by saying something right now that hasn't happened yet. But by changing His name, uh, He was telling Him, this is what you're going to be, a great nation someday. Yeah, but I'm 99. My wife is past childbearing age. We don't have... Uh, She doesn't have a son. Amen. But see, Abraham was a man of faith. And so he received that name. Praise God. And the Bible said in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Amen. He wasn't the father of multitude. He wasn't, he wasn't, his wife didn't even have one child yet. Amen. But he was called a father of a multitude because when God says it, it's going to happen. If we will have faith and we will have patience and we will obey him. Amen. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, next week or next year, but it's going to happen. Praise God. Now, this phrase, Almighty God or God Almighty, we, we see it first mentioned in the book of Genesis in, in, uh, in connection with Abraham and then his son Isaac and then his son Jacob. Amen. God referred to himself and called himself by God Almighty or Almighty God. Amen. And the Bible said in, in, when God was speaking to Moses, at the, uh, after the burning bush and when God was telling him some things, he said in Exodus 6, verse 3, I appeared unto Abraham and Isaac and Jacob by the name 
of God Almighty. Amen. Now, when we read God Almighty in the, in the, in the book of Genesis, we are not thinking of it maybe as a name. We're just thinking, that, hey, I'm, I'm God Almighty. Like God just kind of referring to himself. But he said, I appear to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by the name of God Almighty. Now, what is God Almighty translated from in the Hebrew? It's the two-word phrase, El Shaddai. Amen. El Shaddai. And El Shaddai means the all, it means God Almighty. That's why they translate it. But it also means the all-sufficient one, the provider, the nurturer, the comforter, and the God of more than enough. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And that's what I want to preach about this morning, the God of more than enough. Amen. Aren't you glad you're serving the God of more than enough? Amen. I wouldn't want to serve any other God, but the God of more than enough. Praise God. You know, uh, you know, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, because they walk with God, because they obeyed God and they all had their issues. But, you know, they, they continued on. They got up. They brushed themselves off. They moved on. They learned. Amen. And moved on. And they were uh, a great, uh, uh, you know, posterity. And, and Abraham was the father of the nation of Israel. A amen. And Jacob's name was actually changed to Israel. Praise God. But they walk with God and God blessed them. Amen. In their lives because of it. Praise God. And they were greatly blessed. All three of them and their families, they not only had enough, but God gave them more than enough. Yes, amen. amen. And he was more than enough yesterday. He'll be more than enough today for us. Amen. And you better believe he'll be more than enough tomorrow. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is no shortage in God. Amen. God doesn't have a, uh, you know, where he's going to run out of his glory. He's not going to run out of his blessings. He's not going to run out of his gifts. Amen. From everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And he's just as powerful as he was yesterday and today and tomorrow. Amen. He's going to be just as powerful and just as able to meet every need and provide every, every part that we need for us. You know, it took a while for the children of Israel. You know, they're in Egyptian bondage for 400 years, right? And then the, the burning bush and Moses went and, and told Pharaoh, let my people go and so forth. We know the story. Amen. But uh, even when they were free, they left, the, they left uh, Egypt and they, you know, went into the wilderness. Amen. But they did not get a hold of this, this powerful truth right away that God was the God of more than enough. Amen. Because after they left Egypt and they were in the wilderness for a while, they forgot all that God had done for them because of the way they were speaking, because of the way they were acting. Amen. And they were questioning God and so forth. Amen about stuff. At Psalm 78, verse 19. Yes, verse, they, they said, they spoke against God and they said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? You know, can, we know, for all, because, you know, they estimate that the nation of Israel the, that came out of Egypt was anywhere from like uh, one and a half million to three million people that came out of that exodus. So Moses is 
finding himself the pastor of a church of one and a half to three million people. Amen. And they get in the wilderness and right away they're saying, can God feed us all? Can God take care of us? Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Verse 20, it says, behold, he struck the rock so that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? Listen to what they're saying. Amen. They just admitted, hey, he, you know, because remember they were thirsty. And Moses uh, uh, hit the rock. God told him, strike the rock. And out of the rock came, it was like a fire hydrant being opened. Streams, rivers of water flowed out of that rock. That, that They drank until they were full of water. They were, had more than enough water. Amen. It kept coming and coming and coming. And they even said, and the streams overflowed flowed they acknowledge it with their own mouth but can God do that with food so that's just the people some, some kind of people's nature you know they they think well that's water but I don't know about food you know God's God right, amen. amen it doesn't matter what it is if it's water if it's food if it's if it's finances, if it's a health issue, if it's a relationship issue, it doesn't matter what it is. Well, God did that, but I don't know. This is a whopper over here. Oh, no, there are no whoppers with God. Amen. God is a God of more than enough. Hallelujah. Praise God. The streams overflowed when the water gushed out of the rock. But can he give bread also? I don't know. Can he provide meat? This is the people talking from the wilderness. Amen. Now, as you can imagine, after all that God did for the people to get them where they were, and now he was going to, you know, gave them the Ten Commandments and trying to train them and, you know, get them reassociated with, you know, living uh, outside of being under the bondage of the Egyptians and living in community and treating each other right and just trying to, you know, teach them the right ways and to follow God. You can just imagine God was not too happy with their, their questioning about the food uh, and feeding them in the wilderness. Amen. And why do I say that? Because in, in chapter 78, verse 22, the, the Bible said, because they did not believe in God and they did not trust in his salvation. And that's why God was angry with them. But you know what? Sometimes even when they, people do that, what they do, God still blesses them. Yes, he does. Amen. Because God was trying to, he knew that, you know, that, hey, they, these people ha have been through a lot. They got a long way to go. And, uh, you know, and so he, you know, he still blessed them, even though he was not too happy with it. Praise God. He was merciful, but he also wanted to remind them, hey, man, you know, hey, people, the God... Amen. That put the 10 plagues on Egypt so you could get out of there. And the God that part of the Red Sea when Pharaoh's armies were bearing down on you is the same God that gave you the water and the same God that's going to give you the food. Amen. If he did it before, he'll do it again. He's a God of more than enough. Praise God. Praise God. He opened the doors of heaven and the Bible said he rained down manna from them to eat. You can call it frosted flakes. Looks like frosted looks like snow, but frosted flakes from heaven. 
cornflakes, you just name it, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries, whatever your favorite, whatever your favorite cereal, it was kind of like a, some kind of a grain type cereal looking thing that just floated down from heaven and they got up in the morning and it was out there like, like dew on the ground, amen, and they could just pick it up and put it in containers and bring it back and eat it, praise God. The Bible refers to manna as bread from heaven and it, it's also called angel's food. That's what it said in that same chapter. He gave him bread from heaven. He gave him angels' food. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. But they weren't satisfied. After a while, they go, hey, you know, this is great, but it's the same flavor coming down every day. You know, and you know, where's the meat? You know, th thanks for the cereal, but where's the meat? And they, they you know, they pushing God's situation, you know, and, and God, but God was merciful. Amen. And the, the verse uh, 25 of chapter 78 said in the, in the New English translation, it says this, he sent them more than enough to eat. There was more than enough manna to eat, but they weren't even happy with that. So then he, they go, we want meat. We want actual meat. And God said, okay, you want meat? You're going to get meat. Amen. You're not just going to get everybody's going to share one little quail, you know, between a family of 10 and everybody gets, you know, a, a little toothpick, you know, like the free samples at the Chinese restaurant at the mall or whatever. <laughs> Amen. No, it, it's going to be overwhelming because, see, he not only wanted to feed them, he wanted to teach them a lesson. He wanted to show them something. He wanted to say, look, I can furnish a table in the wilderness. I can give you meat. Amen. But you need to have a right spirit about it. You need to have faith. Quit complaining. Quit murmuring. I'll do it for you. See, that's a cute little bird. That's a, that's a quail. Amen. And a uh, de decent-sized bird, you know, not as big as a chicken or whatever, but not, not bad, probably, I don't know, like about a Cornish game hen size maybe or whatever, a little bit smaller. But, but what God did was he caused a strong east wind to blow into the, the camp. Amen. And there was quail like you've never seen quail. There was so many quail flying in on this wind. Uh, praise God that the, the sun was darkened. It was, it was coming down. And these quail, God made it to where they weren't even hard to catch. Usually, you know, you got to work to catch a quail. You can't just walk up to it. People go hunting for quail or you trap them or whatever. But they made, God made it to where they just dropped in their lap. And they were all excited. Woo! We got meat with our flakes. Praise God. And they got the quail and they were making barbecued quail and they were making fried quail and they were making quail souffle and they were making everything you can make it with quail. Amen. And finally say and the quail kept coming and they could not catch them, clean them and cook them fast enough because God said, you want meat? You want you don't think I can provide in the wilderness for you millions of people. You better ask. You better quit asking like that because you don't understand. I'm the God of more than enough, and I'm going to show you. I just keep them bringing. I'll just keep them coming. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Woo! Amen. It got to the place where the quails were just piling up and stinking in the camp because they were, they were just coming in and, you know, and dying and they couldn't, they couldn't do it. Okay, turn off the spigot. Okay, right? I mean, 
But I'm telling you, when you ask God something like that, he's going to show you he's the God of more than enough. Amen. He will provide. Praise God. Amen. If we want God to be the God of more than enough in our lives, we got to believe in him and trust in him. That's what he would, that's what he said that they didn't do. Amen. Hebrews 11 verse 6, but without faith, it's impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. And I have a question for every person, amen, that thinks that they don't have more than enough in their lives. Are you diligently seeking him? Amen. Are you, are you wholeheartedly seeking him? Praise God. The reward goes to those who diligently, wholeheartedly, and in first priority, seek the Lord in their lives. Amen. The blessing and benefits go to those who seek the Lord with their whole heart. Psalms 37.3, trust in the Lord and do good. That's what, that's what he's saying. Trust in God and try to do good as best you can. Delight yourself also in the Lord, verse 4, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. When you trust in Him and do good, when you delight yourself in Him, He'll not only give you what you need, He'll also give you the desires of your heart. Amen. That's above and beyond what you need. Amen. Amen. You know, some, some might say, well, I don't even need one donut. Why don't you just pass that on by? But we won't talk about that. But, you know, maybe I only need one donut. But, you know, God blessed me with a whole dozen, so I'm going to have three or four, you know, and the glass of milk, because he's the God of more than enough. Amen, right? You know, your needs are one thing. You can get by with basic needs, but God is the God of abundance. Yes. And God is the God of more than enough. And he, if we will trust in him and do good, he will give us the desires of our heart. Amen. And when you, because when you have a, when you have what you need, it's enough. But when you have what you desire, it's more than enough. Amen. Malachi said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Amen. Amen. There won't be room enough to receive it because he's the God of more than enough. So those uh, that have the revelation, those that have the understanding, amen, of what God is showing right here in the Word, amen, when we're faithful in our giving to God, amen, He pours out a blessing that is more than enough. We won't have room enough to receive it. Amen. God takes what, what remains and makes it more than it was to begin with. Yes, thank you, Jesus. It doesn't compute on a calculator, but it works. Yeah. Those of you who have tried it and walked in it, it works. Yes, Amen. You, Jesus. Jesus said, I am come, John 10, 10, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. Abundantly means being more than enough. Bountiful, plentiful, extra, overflowing. Amen. Jesus came to die for us so that we would have an above average life. Jesus came to die for us that we would have an, a, a, a greater existence. Amen. Jesus came and died for us that we would be, to be a shining light. Amen. That means that God has elevated us to show us. Amen. Amen. Something better. 
that people can see, amen, and look to. Praise God. That's why you put the light on the, on, the, on the candlestick and not under the bushel. Hide it under the bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine, right? You put it up high. Amen. It doesn't mean we're high and lifted up. We, we're humble people and it's all the glory of God and it's by His grace. And it's His light like we told last week. We shine with His light. Amen. But He wants us to shine for Him. Amen. And when we're shining for Him, He's showing the world what this is what I do. I, uh, amen. He takes me out of the miry clay. He sets my feet on the rock to stay. He puts me on the... I'm anchored. My soul is anchored in Him. Praise God. And I've got a, my greatest life... That I can live with Jesus Christ. So he came to give us abundant life. He came to give us more than we need. And he came to give us more than enough. Jesus fed 5,000 men and their families with a little boy's lunch. It was an all-you-can-eat buffet. It wasn't, again, a little, everybody, you know, slice up the, the bread and everybody get a crumb. Amen. No, it wasn't like that at all. It was an all-you-can-eat buffet. And when they were finished, everyone was full. And there was 12 baskets left over. Take it away. Take it away. Can't eat one more drop. Amen. Amen. Praise God. He's the God of more than enough. Peter, James, and John, remember when Jesus found them, they were professional fishermen. Amen. Fishing on the Sea of Galilee, that was their trade. Amen. They, they fished with nets, caught, you know, sold their fish. Uh, and that's how they made a living for their families. And one night, one day they worked all day and night with their nets and they caught nothing. And Jesus told them after they were bringing their nets in, they brought the boats in, amen, and they were cleaning their nets. Jesus said, why don't you put those nets right over there in the deep and get ready for a big catch. And Peter just looked at him like, uh, like I could just think, I, could, I know Peter, like I'm the professional fisherman. You know, but I think he checked himself and he said, but Lord, at your word. Yeah, I know about fish, but you're the one that created him and I've seen you do a lot of things. And so I just better obey that. And I said, oh, at your word, Lord, we've told, he said, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. We're pros. We're pros. We're just going to hang it up and go out tomorrow. And uh, he said, nevertheless. At thy word, I'll let out the net. And he went out in the deep where Jesus pointed. He put the net right there. And there was so many fish that got in that net. Amen. That that boat started going under. And they were getting dragged down because it was so heavy. He had to call for another boat to come over to help get all the fish Amen. And the Bible said in Luke 5 verse 6, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking so that they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Amen. Don't tell me that God is not the God of more than enough. Woo! Praise God. Amen. 
So if you're in a dry spell, if something hasn't happened for you, amen, you're coming up empty, you're working hard, you're coming home, you're frustrated, whatever, praise God, amen, just listen to the master and he'll tell you where to go, he'll tell you what to do, he'll tell you where to put the net, amen, and it's going to be an abundant blessing for you, an abundant harvest, just follow the Lord, follow the Lord. He's the God of more than enough. That's why the psalmist David said these very famous words, my cup runs over. I don't just have one little swig left in my cup. Well, that's not, my cup's not half full, half empty, whatever you say. Amen. My cup is not even full. My cup runs over. My cup is just running over. Amen. I try to drink it down. It just keeps bubbling over. Amen. And the Bible talks about a well springing up in our lives. The Bible talks about rivers of living water flowing from our souls, about the Spirit of God. There's so many uh, things about the Spirit and blessings uh, that have to do with water. Amen. Hallelujah. But my cup, another way of saying that, my cup overflows with the goodness and the blessings of God Almighty, El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, unto him, I read this in the beginning, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask, that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. So folks, if we're not asking anything, he can't do anything with that. We gotta have, give him something to work with. Amen. Jesus took the little boy's lunch. Before he fed the people, he said, what do we got here? Now, he could have just done it from nothing. Because we know he could, do no, he could do something from nothing. But you know what? He's trying to show us something as people. What do you got? Even if you don't think. Some people discount it. That boy's lunch, whatever, don't even bring it up. No, we, this is all we got. Just bring it up. It's embarrassing. This, we got this little boy's lunch. But what is that among so many? The, the Gospel of John's version said, and, and, but Jesus said, that's enough. Have everybody sit down. That's good. I just wanted you to know. I wanted to know if you realize that whatever you got, whatever you have, even if it seems insignificant, if you put it in my hands, it multiplies. If you put it in my hands, it'll be abundance. If you put it in my hands, it'll be more than enough. So we got to ask. You have not because you ask not. We got to ask. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. We got to ask. And before you ask, you think, right? You're thinking about it. Whether it's right to say this or not. Amen. Let's think on good things. Let's think on God. Amen. That's what the Bible said. Don't let your mind just be negative. Don't let your mind just be going down the wrong paths. Amen. To say that it's not going to happen or this is this or that's that. And be frustrated and all that stuff. Amen. He said whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are lovely, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things. Meditate on the Lord. And when you think it, Think lofty, think high, think, think as big as God, and then ask it, and God can do exceeding abundantly. 
above all that we ask or think. But it's according to the power that works in us. The power of faith, the power of obedience, the power of trust. we got to have those things. Amen. Because that's why some people aren't asking. Oh, it's not going to happen. No, that's not the power you want. It's going to happen. Amen. Hey, Abraham. No, my name's Abram. My wife, no kids. No, you're Abraham now. Okay, I believe it. I believe it. Let's go. And shortly after that, Sarah, amen, had a boy named Isaac. And he was, a, he was the child of promise. Praise God. Praise God. Would you stand with me? Amen. So what I'm trying to tell us today is Jesus is more than enough for all of us. What's going on in our lives? Jesus is more than enough. Jesus is more than enough. Jesus is more than enough. Amen. That's why if Jesus is first in our lives, sometimes we'll have other things and sometimes we won't. Sometimes we'll be this and sometimes we'll be, but I got Jesus in my life. His grace is sufficient for me. He's more than enough. He's more than enough. Praise God. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.